Outside, your headphones should sound like this. Not this. Samsonite, take what's yours. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. I am Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Now, if you'd like to find out about the programming we have available for you 24-7, 365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, visit www.xzbn.net. And we're coming to you around the world on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, and on iHeartRadio. My guest this hour is Caroline Corey. She is a filmmaker, futurist, and visionary author of the best-selling books on consciousness and energy healing. As a child and throughout her life, Corey has had numerous otherworldly encounters and experiences which led her to become deeply connected to spirituality, the study of consciousness, and the mechanics of the universe. After teaching energy medicine and consciousness for over a decade, Caroline founded Omnium Media, a conscious-based entertainment and media platform. Her latest documentary film, E.T. Contact, They Are Here, studies the science of contact and otherworldly realities and has so far won nine awards, two official selections, and and various mentions at film festivals across the globe. In addition to writing and producing, Corey has appeared as a guest on Supernatural Phenomena at major conferences and television shows, including History Channel's popular series, Ancient Aliens. Her website, www.et-contact.com. And Corey Carol, uh, Caroline Corey, welcome to the Exxon. Hey, Rob. Thanks for having me. All righty. So tell us, what were some of the experiences that you had as a child that led you into this strange and unworldly topic that we talk about all the time. (laughs) Yeah. So I had several experiences, but I think the first one or the most significant one, I guess, is when I was five years old, um, I was just kind of there (laughs) in the living room with, you know, parents and just people around. And all of a sudden Mm -hmm. I saw this, uh, kind of energy, a ball of light sort of, um, that formed just next to me. And, uh, and I could feel it, uh, and see it and sense it and hear it and understand it (laughs) all at once. It sounds strange, but, uh, this is what happened. And, uh, Uh, I realized that I could perceive the subtle energy, meaning when I tuned into it, I looked at it, I could see little codes and information. Uh, It was kind of literally I was tapping into the consciousness of of that energy. So, yeah. Fascinating. Um, Where did your interest in UFOs come from? Um, actually, I, w- I wasn't interested in UFOs uh, because my experience started at a very young mm-hmm. age with actual beings. And uh, so, you know, just to continue a little bit on that story, once we connected, we started communicating telepathically. And so they kind of told me, and I could see and sense at the same time, that we came from a similar lineage and I could kind of see from what part of the universe they came from and all sorts of interesting information. But what happened was that led me to ask questions like, wait, what just happened? And how did that work? 
how is it possible for me to retrieve telepathic messages when obviously at the age of five, nobody teaches you that. That's right. So, yeah. And so because of that, I started asking all these questions and I got interested in beings and how consciousness works and who else, in, you know, is around us in the universe. Um, so that was really more my interest rather than UFOs. Um, and throughout my life, I had different encounters again with beings and, you know, uh, speak it telepathically communicating mm-hmm. and actually seeing them physically in my physical space. So that was really more my interest. But, you know, more recently, when you talk about uh, non-human entities, then you have to ask the question, okay, well, where did they come from and how did they get here? And this is where the UFO subject uh, obviously links with with these experiences. So this is how it wow. kind of all came about. Yeah. So, so tell me, where do you think they do come from? And I mean the uh, the entities, the spirits, or the extraterrestrials that people are talking about. Well, actually, they come from. I mean, different beings come from different places. Okay. There are some that are literally here within our earth, earth plane space. We don't see them because they're in a different spectrum. They're in a higher or lower, actually, frequency range. So when you're looking at that space, it looks empty, but actually there's a being there. And, you know, that is possible because, for example, animals tune into, they hear certain things, they see certain things that humans can't see or hear. So, so it is, why is it so, you know, incredible to think that there could be an entity that's there that others cannot see? So it's all about a spectrum, uh, a range of frequency. So, so some of them are literally here, um, uh, existing within this earth space and we don't see them, but we hear them or we, we receive telepathic messages from them. And others are actually uh, sending information or sending messages from far away. So let's say even if they're on the moon or Mars or even another planetary system, uh, if you understand the mechanics of the universe, it's certainly not the technology that we have here on earth. Um, the information through certain um, gravitational waves and things like that is transferred instantaneously throughout the universe. And so they could be, you know, sitting on Mars sending messages and you could be hearing it uh, um, spontaneously, instantaneously. And you think that, oh, there's somebody in my space when in fact they're up there. Does that make sense? And so, you know, so it depends what, what is really happening and other beings are coming in, literally transporting their bodies, let's say, in a ship and arriving into our airspace, so to speak, and doing certain things and then leaving. So there are different beings doing different things at different times. Why it's this? not just we have one, one size fits all, you know? Okay, so why are there only certain people who recognize these, the existence of these different beings like yourself and other people like me say... I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, well, first of all, I think everybody is connected to that world and everybody's capable of tuning into higher frequencies and other frequencies, but we're not taught, like you're saying, like, you know, in school, nobody tells us. In fact, it's the other way around. If mm-hmm. it's something that you don't see, it's not there, doesn't exist, stop doing that. Yeah. You your know? imaginary and girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the end of it. And so, in my case, for example, um, I didn't share my experiences. So I was kind of keeping everything to myself. And I think that helped me kind of preserve the experience and kind of look into it deeper and have more experiences and kind of add on to it and understand it. So I think that's what happens when you talk about it. Usually people, um, you know, tell you to, to stop. And so you, before you know it, you ignore it and you think it's crazy by the time you're an adult. And I think that's the majority of the people on, on the earth. That's what you think it's, is not there is actually very much there. We just don't know how it works. And so I think that's what it is, unfortunately. <laughs> no disrespect here, but how do I know what you're telling me is real and that, yeah. that they are really there if I myself can't see them? 
Absolutely. Well, guess what? I don't know about other people who experience certain things, but I know mm -hmm. this is what I did. That's the question that I asked myself. Okay. <laughs> you know, when you have an experience, you don't go, oh, yeah, that, you know, this is real. The first thing you say is, wait a minute, did that just happen? Uh -huh. Am I going crazy here? How, what if I made it up? And, and I, I can guarantee that most people do the same thing. And in fact, you keep kind of uh, pretending that nothing happened. You keep kind of saying it's impossible because if it was true, then everybody else in the room would have seen it. And so you keep denying it and you keep negating um, all of that until it becomes ridiculously in your face. So like, for example, uh, you have validation, validation after validation after validation. So when I was a kid, for example, I could see the subtle energy around a person and I could tell that uh, what just happened to them. Like, for example, uh, let's say they just lost a parent or something, or I could see that they were sick or mm -hmm. their liver was or something like that. So I could look at that energy and kind of understand exactly what was happening but then when I would go up to them and say, oh, I'm sorry that your parent just died or something, they obviously they didn't know. They had never told me. And mm -hmm. so, so that's validation. They'll be like, oh, well, how did you know? And so, so then when you, are, you get a validation over and over and over, then at one point you go, well, then I must be doing something right here. You know, it, gotcha. that's how it works. And that's how it happens you really question yourself for a long time and you keep looking for validation. And so, um, because, you know, I wasn't interested in just sharing my experiences just because, you know, because what's the point? I mean, I didn't want to be ridiculed, <laughs> you know. Corey, uh, I'm sorry, Caroline, we have to take a yeah. commercial break here. Please stand by. By the way, the reason I keep calling you Corey instead of Caroline, a good friend <laughs> of mine is, he, his name is Corey, Corey Connaughton. And whenever I see Corey, I think I'm, oh, there's Corey again. Anyway, uh, my apologies. <laughs> I don't mean to be disrespectful to you. So I just thought I'd let you know. But Caroline and I return on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo-TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. 
As this is the first book in the esoteric series, modern esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Welcome back to the Exxon. The word for the day, Exxonation, is one I just made up. Oomphy. How do you feel today? Oh, I feel oomphy today. How about you? Oh, oomphy dumpy. Oh, jeez. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Caroline Corey's my special guest this hour, Exxon. One of her websites that we're promoting today is et-contact.com. And for the Consciousness and Energy Medicine Network that uh, Caroline does, carolinecorey.com. Why did you choose to make a film about... ETs. Well, actually, the film is not just about ETs. Uh, the film is about the contact phenomenon. Uh, because, like I was saying, I had a con contact experiences mm -hmm. since I was five. I wanted to understand how it all worked, you know, and so um, I realized that contact happens in many different ways, uh, the way it happened to me. Uh, all of a sudden, you have a telepathic message, information in your head, you don't know yeah. where it came from, and yet you know for sure that you heard something. The reason, the reason I asked you about the, the ET aspect, because the film is called ET Contact, they are yeah. here, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so, so, and also, and a lot of it is, uh, we are getting messages or we are encountering other beings. And so who are they? And that's the reason why I call it ET contact. Cause you are, uh, actually coming in contact with other intelligences, whether you see them or not. And so that is really what the topic is about. And it ranges from, uh, like I said, those types of mm -hmm. non-physical experiences all the way to being abducted, being on a spaceship yeah. and seeing the beings with you physically. I mean, it's the whole range. And uh, um, I mean, to me, it's kind of time to try to shed light on uh, these sorts of experiences. Well, let, let, me ask you, let me ask you this. Yeah. Why, why, why do we need to, for those people who don't have the ability to see or understand what's going on with the, uh, with the ETs, for lack of a better word at this point, why is it important? Because it's real. It's kind of saying there is a phenomenon that is happening around you that is probably happening to you mm -hmm. and you're not aware. I mean, there is physics and science behind it. In fact, that's what I tried to do in the film uh, that tells you, that tells us that you are exchanging energy with other beings, um, whether they're physical or not. Um, and that is just a natural phenomenon. And right. so the idea and, and but wait a second, wait work, a second. How can you call it a phenomenon if you're saying you know what it is? You can you well, can, uh, a, yeah, a phenomenon is is a hypothetical situation based on probabilities. But you're saying you know what it is. So how can it be a phenomenon? Well, it's phenomenon for this planet. It's still a phenomenon for this planet. And so that's the reason why I'm using this term. So does that mean but, it's still unproven that it's still out there, so to speak? Yeah, it's okay. becoming proven. I mean, there is there is only there are only a few scientists that uh, dare to <laughs> work on this and have uh, and to scientifically prove the existence of this uh, phenomenon. And so, and it's happening. And that these are the types of scientists that I had in the film. Sure, but why and are so there why are there only a few scientists if this is such a revolutionary discovery? Why isn't the mainstream well. <laughs> science on board? Yeah, exactly, because uh, mainstream science is based on the fact that you measure uh, only what you can measure and you can see and you can uh, actually everybody can agree on is real and everything else is not real. And so, you know, at the same time, you know, I've been working with scientists now for a while because of this film. Um, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of scientists don't agree. I mean, 
obviously I'm not the first one to discover that, but you can just read about this. They don't agree mm -hmm. on what the nature of consciousness, what consciousness is in the first place, what reality is, how it works. They, none of the scientific theories and uh, the science itself cannot prove anything honestly no they don't all agree across the board so to me science is still a theory and so they're still kind of dabbling into all of this as far as i'm concerned so that's you know that that's the reason why so you try to find sure. those who have arrived to some conclusions and these are the scientists that i've you know worked with now that are in the film. what is your scientific background Actually, I uh, I am actually a psychologist. It's not a, I'm not a I scientist see. myself, so, but because so do you have a degree in psychology from a university? Yeah, okay. from university UT Austin. Yeah, where where? So, I'm sorry, I didn't grab the name of the university. UT Austin. Okay. In Texas. Yep. Yeah, super. And place. so uh, <laughs> so, but you don't have to be a scientist to be interested mm -hmm. in science. You know, you could be a researcher. You could be a reporter. So. Um, so, you know, that is really the reason why I wanted to introduce the scientific aspect is, um, because I, like I said, I had these experiences myself right. and, uh, I realized that there's thousands and thousands of people around the world who are reporting similar experiences. So I'm interested in understanding how things work, mm -hmm. and that is ultimately what science is supposed to be doing. So that is my interest in science, and that's the reason why sure. I wanted to understand. But, yeah. but in, t in today's day and age, with the many problems that are facing the world, for example, the conflict in Syria where people are getting you know, having chemical weapons used, and then you've got the other countries of the world contemplating what kind of military actions to take, the, the nuclear growth in uh, North Korea, the homeless, the hungry. Why should we take science and resources away from solving these problems and put them on a, on a hypothetical situation like the ET factor? Okay, that's uh, I, I love this question, and thanks for thank you for asking oh, this because pleasure. you don't actually realize that what we're talking about here is not ETs and UFOs and things floating in the sky. That's not what my film is about. My film ultimately is about consciousness. Okay, how does consciousness work? What con what is really consciousness? And if you can answer these questions and scientifically validate those those topics those questions and bring some sort of clarity to how reality works then you are talking about the much bigger picture and honestly all of the questions all of the the the, the topics that you just mentioned mm -hmm. you know hunger and war and all of that to me, they exist because nobody understands that we're all part of a much bigger picture, which is a universal consciousness, you see. And so it's kind of hard to uh, make the connection to the everyday person. I'm assuming, you know, I assume they don't, you don't see the logic with it. Mm -hmm. But to me, if you understand that as a consciousness, even if you're sitting here and you are emanating a sort of energy, you are contributing, you're collaborating to the overall consciousness of the planet. So you could be harming the planet, you could be helping the planet in many, many different ways, and everything is interconnected. That is the nature and the mechanics of consciousness. And so if everything is interconnected, you don't mm -hmm. just get up and go bomb some country or invade some country because you're actually invading and bombing an aspect of your consciousness. Does, does that make sense, sort of? It makes sense in a theory. It makes yeah. sense in theory, but in actuality, it's never been proven. But that's what, our, that's what some of us are working on. That's, but what happens, see, that, what that, happens at the, the end of the day? What if happens you, at the end of the day? Wait a sec. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on here. Slow down here. Slow down here. Slow down here. Slow down here. Slow down. Einstein said you cannot. Yeah, never mind what Einstein said. It's what Rob McConnell says on this show that counts. Not resolve a problem yeah. from the. Da, 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 da. That created mm -hmm. it. Listen, uh, so, listen. Oh, what? 
You know, <laughs> it, it's nice to believe in a theory, but at the end of the day, this theory isn't going to pay your bills, your mortgage. It's not going to feed the hunger. It's not going to take care of the sick, and it's not going to, you know, put clothes on people's back and put roofs over their heads. I totally disagree. Well, give me a, give, totally give me proof. Disagree. Give me proof. <laughs> prove your case. Prove your case. Prove your uh, well, case. Well, you know, I don't need to prove my case, but I can well, present sure my case. But <laughs> well, you're making these statements. If you have a higher level of consciousness, you make different choices. So instead of, uh, for example, okay. uh, you say, how am I going to go pay my bill? I have to go and be in a fear mode and go get the first job just to pay my bills. That's the typical way of thinking to resolve your not having money job or paying your I've, bill. I've never had that problem. But I'm just saying, okay. know, as an example. So if you raise your consciousness, if you have a higher level of consciousness, mm -hmm. first of all, you may realize that you're not going to just jump on the first job and take it just so that you can pay your bills. Mm -hmm. you, have to, you have to understand more who you are how you can contribute to society, how you can contribute to raising awareness, for example. So you, you, you make different choices that are, that are based on altruism, on, on, on being more conscious and aware. And so I think that's, that's the, the reason why understanding consciousness and the bigger picture solves a lot of problem and ends up bringing you the abundance that you need, not necessarily by taking the first job you can find just to pay your bills. Do, do you see what I mean? That's how it works. And so that's the reason why for me, raising the consciousness, bringing the bigger picture together to me is a lot more relevant to the daily thing. And and besides, look what's happening on the planet. All right, I mean, stand by. We've got to take our break. Exonation oh. Caroline Corey is our guest. www.et-contact.com. The name of the film is E.T. Contact. They're here, even though it's not about E.T.'s. I'm a little biffed about that one myself. We'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond. You're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. The scientist and the mystic have been on an age-old, relentless search with one thing in common. They seek truth. Their paths converge in the 40,000-year-old practice of shamanism, an ancient science delving to the quantum level of life, facilitating healing, manifestation, and evolution. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, the founder and director of Path Home Shamanic Arts School, a unique Colorado State-certified occupational school, training shamanic practitioners and teachers. We also provide classes for empowering personal lives through shamanism. Our certification classes are in week-long segments, enabling international participation, and online classes and long-distance shamanic healing sessions are available. Come discover the science of magic in the limitless world of shamanism. www.findyourpathhome.com Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365.
Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnick's, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. And welcome back, everyone. Caroline Corey is our guest. Her website is et-contact.com and carolinecorey.com. I guess the problem I have with this entire aspect uh, of uh, energy and so on, that if it is there, why haven't the ancients used it? And if it was used by the ancients, why did it go away? Uh, well, actually, there's a lot of evidence that it was used by the ancients, uh -huh. and it's still being used today. Um, I think what's happening is that the majority of uh, you know the people on the planet have a certain belief system. I mean, just look around, you know, it's very hard to even talk about these sorts of topics um, without others not taking you seriously, just because the majority of the people don't believe in it or don't know what it is. And so there are a lot of things that uh, even science thought was completely ridiculous um, in the beginning and eventually uh, became real validated scientific theories and th scientific facts. And so, you know, it's kind of like at one point when uh, people thought that the earth was flat and then it was proven that it wasn't, but at the, you, you see what I mean? So certain facts aren't necessarily validated at the time that they're talked about or discussed. And so, you know, the fact that uh, a lot of people don't understand what energy is and how it works doesn't mean that it's not there, doesn't mean that it's not relevant. As far as I'm concerned, I think all of mm -hmm. the problems that you mentioned earlier are there because we don't know how to really resolve these problems. Uh, we're trying to resolve the problems from the same place. I think, uh, like I said, the prob what's happening is that we have to address the root cause. And to me, the root cause is to address the consciousness behind the problem. And the consciousness uh, behind the problems that are today happening on the earth today mm -hmm. is a very low level of awareness. I think that is the problem. All right. So what you're, uh, it, let's say by some twist of fate, tomorrow morning, Caroline Corey wakes up as the, the big, the head honcho of planet earth. How would you What's change? What does that mean? Yeah, the, the, <laughs> per, the, pers the person in charge, the person in charge, you know, let, let's say <laughs> that, uh, let's bring it down a little smaller, that you wake up tomorrow morning and you're now the president of the United States and you need to make changes and you sit there with your cabinet and you say, today we're going to do this to change the problems that we have, to, to fix them. What would you do? I would address consciousness, <laughs> how people feel, how people create, how people understand reality. I think it sounds completely, I don't know, uh, maybe unrealistic to, to you or other listeners, I'm not sure. But to me, again, this is the root cause. And so, and the root cause is not about putting more laws to fix the current laws, but to go back and really address the, the, the root cause of violence. Why are people um, becoming violent? Because they are in need, they're looking for something they don't have. Yeah, drugs, money, yeah. Energy. Right. 
which is energy. Mm. And so, you know, I think I think uh, the moment that we can resolve um, the energy problem and really have a zero point um, uh, technology type of energy that is available to everyone on the planet, I think all of the problems will be resolved. So I think um, at the root, there is that. So that mm-hmm. to me, that would be the first thing that I would uh, pursue, try to create a uh, free energy for the whole planet, not just for me, not just for my commune, not just for my country, this country versus that country or this nationality versus that nationality. It, it doesn't make any sense. It's for the whole planet. And I think that's these are the types of okay. things that I would be doing. But how are you going to get people to change their beliefs? How are you going to? I don't have to. uh, Yeah, I don't have to. I don't have to convince people. I just have to show by example. So how would you show them? Yeah. So so for example, instead of um, instead of uh, trying to make choices, whatever is cheaper and better and easier and makes more money to one group of people. I would try to find a solution that will help the entire planet. So I would try to bring, like I said, a form of energy that Mm -hmm. would benefit the entire planet, not just one country versus another. And so that's what I would be doing. Instead of convincing them, I would just be showing them. I mean, I would be doing what I believe will work for for an entire planet. There wouldn't be boundaries. I know it sounds so unrealistic, but I think... Um, that's what I would be doing. And I think that's, to me, that's mm-hmm. the only hope for this planet as far as I'm concerned. Well, <laughs> let, me, let me ask you something about, uh, you, you know, you, you sent us uh, some, infra- some questions, and I, and I appreciate that. Something that you sent us, abduction stories. How do we know that people are not making it up? Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like my story. How do you know that I'm not making it up? We so don't. I and I asked that question to to myself as well because I wasn't interested in telling the world what happened to me. It's uh-huh. like who cares? Why do you care, right? So what what happened to me is is that because I had these experiences, I started asking questions. How is it possible? that one person who's five years old has experiences and then has continues to have experiences when the the next person next door doesn't have them. So when you ask these questions and you, like I said earlier, you have validation after validation after validation, you start to come up with a, not just theory, but validated, um, information and then when you have other people and statistics and groups of people from around the world validating more and more and more so at one point you start to to believe and so um now there's also the human uh aspects and people want to have attention and so they'll tell stories and um and so I, some people, I'm sure, just there's uh, good intent and not so good intent. Just mm-hmm. look around. That's the, the human nature. Um, but I think the majority uh, of people who have these types of experiences don't want to be mocked. They don't want to be not taken seriously, uh, just like you're saying. Why should you believe? And so the purpose of people speaking up about these experiences that are very intimate and very confusing even to them is simply to uh, bring up their own truth and perhaps to help others understand the bigger picture here. So even though a few people may have some misguided intent uh, behind it, Mm -hmm. but I think the majority are very much... um, uh, authentic and honest with their experiences. Okay, you also uh, have, um, you talk about the cosmic lineage. Tell us about that. Yeah, so uh, what happened was as I continued with my research and my understanding mm-hmm. and I kept meeting and communicating with different beings uh, and also uh, meeting other groups of, of course, I was teaching. I started teaching and facilitating for different groups all around the world. What, what kind of what kind of courses were you teaching? What were you teaching? 
Um, also, well, energy medicine for one, because I realized that when you uh, had that focused mm -hmm. intent, you could heal people as well. Um, so this, there's a whole, uh, branch of energy medicine that's now actually being accepted in mainstream medicine. If you, uh, read about it a little bit, integrated, um, medicine is now, um, allowing some, uh, some, thank God, energy medicine to be integrated in mainstream medicine. Uh -huh. So anyway, I was uh, teaching that, but also about consciousness. How does it work? How do you um, uh, raise your vibration? How do you, uh, how do you receive a telepathic code? How does it work, etc. So it's really the mechanics of consciousness and how you can raise your um your vibration and things like that. Um, I have a massive library on my website. And so I was teaching that. And also because a lot of people were having these experiences, they would come and share their experiences so that everybody else would be helped as well. And so, um, so these are the types of classes I was facilitating workshops and also online. So, I'm having a little bit of a trouble understanding. Uh, the, what is the contact then between humanity and the ET humans and their various lineages? Yeah, exactly. So, so I was saying that was the original question. So I was saying that um, as I was facilitating all these groups and meeting hundreds of people uh, from around the world, telling us their stories, I we we, we start to kind of compare okay so how does my experience with this entity with this being with this consciousness mm -hmm. different than yours and why are you for example only seeing an, an angel when this other person is seeing is talking to some gray what is the difference and so after um working with so many people around the world i realized that a lot of uh, certain people are connecting back with a type of lineage that is really their own. So if you are continuously um, uh, communicating or interacting with, you know, grays or mm -hmm. what have you, or a type of, some of them communicate with a lineage that's called the Arcturians. And so uh, tons of people are reporting, co communicating with the Arcturians. So as we look at that, we realize that, well, there's a reason. It's because they come themselves from that same lineage. And so that kind of added an extra interesting point to the fact that we don't all necessarily communicate. All right, stand by. Caroline, please stand by. We've got to take our final break. Explanation. Caroline Corey is our special guest, and we'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. You have heard of the X Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Expose Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. 
For decades, there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love my novel, From Out of the Woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings, slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, the house fights back. Former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. The apparitions come to him when he touches old books, reads hidden letters, rummages through old boxes, finds a locket or reads a discovered manuscript of a murder mystery. From Out of the Woodwork will take you from 1899 to the horror of the World Trade Center, September 11, 2001. Check out From Out of the Woodwork on my website, www.williamspeckham.com. Welcome back, everyone. Caroline Corey is our special guest this hour. Two websites for Caroline. First one is et-contact.com, and the second one for consciousness and energy, carolinecorey.com. You know, when people start talking about UFOs, extraterrestrials, energy, and all the other topics within the New Age genre, it seems that all of this became alive with the advent of the Internet, the spreading of all these different types, types, of, types of news. And, and one of the questions is, how do we know that a lot of these stories are real since uh, there's no vetting on the Internet? People can put whatever they want there. So I, I, I guess the biggest problem that I see is credibility. So how do we, how do we separate the wheat from the chaff? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, but I mean, before the internet, a lot of there was a lot of books too being written. But I think the internet uh, just brought all these uh, stories together, I guess, and connected people together. And I totally understand your position and your, you know, the the, the question: how to how, why why should we take it seriously and why and how do we how do we know this is yeah. credible especially with all the fake news and all that stuff that's happening sure. yeah but again you know again um i mean i mm -hmm. said that before but i think uh because you are not an experiencer it may be hard for you to uh, to to understand this or realize this but you know like when people tell a story and risk uh, even their jobs, you know, they're, they're now very credible people telling stories like that, you know, po politicians, doctors, scientists, speaking of which lawyers, I mean, um, who risk really, uh, losing credibility in their own profession. So when these people start sharing stories about UFOs, I mean, mm -hmm. they're not doing it lightly. And they're not doing it just to get attention. They already have a career. They already have things happening in their life. The only reason they're doing it is to help bring some answer or at least pose the questions that are out there. Is it possible? What just happened? Okay, I'm not crazy. I'm an educated person, you know. And so I think uh, that is what makes this credible is that there is a lot there are a lot of credible people telling their stories for not necessarily to just get attention, you know, and uh, I think after a while you start to discern, you know, you could tell if you read a story that's completely kind of out there and the person has no um, sort of background or what have you. I mean, at one point you start to, to discern yourself, but uh, to me, there's a lot of credible people out there these days talking about these things if you look carefully. There's doctors who have ND experiences, who um, uh, surgeons who have ND experiences who are operating on someone. All of a sudden, they find themselves somewhere. They're meeting some a deceased grandparent and an angel and an extraterrestrial and come back. I mean, what's all this about, you know? 
Well, as somebody who's studied psychology, you should know that the mind can fill in the blanks with what it wants or what it needs to see in that. And we know for a fact that many people who claim to have deathbed visitations, are it's just a matter of the death process. We know this. So, yeah. why, oh, so why do we need to inject a new way of thinking? Is it, is it all a matter of, well, you know, the old is passe, so let's throw in something new. Let's talk about angels. Let's talk about <laughs> me. You know, like there's so much bullcrap out there. Yeah. Uh, first of all, it's, there's nothing new. This is not new. I mean, people have been talking about seeing things in the sky they don't understand from, from like ancient civilizations talk mm-hmm. about that. If you do a little bit of research, they talk about angels, even, you know, obviously in the Bible and all those, you know, manuscripts yeah. and stuff like that. So there's nothing new. I think what's new is that people now are coming together and talking about it. And so there's a lot of resistance and confusion, but it's not a new phenomenon. And it's not, uh, you know, again, um, also just going back to something you mentioned, it's not deathbed experiences. I was talking about NDE when uh, it's a near-death experience, meaning the brain, your brain dead, meaning it is impossible for the brain to generate an experience. That's what it means. Well, wait if a sec. Whoa, 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 whoa. How can you say, yeah, 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 yeah. How can you say so, it's so, impossible for the brain to, to create yeah. an experience? When you, are, when you are brain dead, you're, there is no signals coming out of your brain. And so that's, that's why this is puzzling a lot of um, medical um, folks uh-huh. and the surgeons because they're not, it's not that the heart stops for a while and then they come back mm-hmm. or they're in a coma. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about being brain dead, meaning the brain is not capable of um, creating any sort of electri- electrical signal or any sort of experience. Right. So when that happens in those cases and the person comes back and tells you uh, exactly what happened in the operating room, then you ask the question, wait a minute, well, you were brain dead, you know, for, for 10 minutes. How are you able to see these things? How are you able to have these experiences? So that, that's what these are the experiences that I'm talking about. Um, so not just the fact that you can imagine things. Not that you, that that's not possible, also, but sure. you know it's a different it's a different thing. Yeah. So let me ask you this: at the end of the day, how's this going to make a difference in anybody's life? Again, you know, everybody has a different purpose. There are people who feel their mission is to go to Syria right now and to help resolve the. I don't know, some problems on the ground. Mm-hmm. Some people feel that they're compelled to give money to charity. Some people, everybody feels, you feel that you, you know, you want to have a radio show and enlighten people or whatever, communicate your message. Everybody has a mission. There are a lot of us that work on raising consciousness, meaning bring information to this planet that. People are having a hard time with, obviously, (laughs) and to bring some answers to the bigger questions. And so this is what I'm working towards, um, you know, in teaching and doing all these workshops and writing books and now doing films as Mm -hmm. well. And many, uh, like I said, some scientists, some uh, writers, some researchers, we are working towards that other bigger picture goal. And part of that is to understand who you are as a being, as a human. How does your consciousness work? How does it interact? What is reality? Why is reality? Why does your reality suck right now? Not yours, but you know, <laughs> you know, why uh, do we have suffering and so on and so forth? So, From is consciousness? Yeah. Is consciousness trying to replace religion? Not at all. Religion is, to me, is is a man-made kind of organized uh, protocol to to for you know to. To get to, to and, answer and, some question. And yet We're those who believe... We're talking about the physics of reality. Yeah, We're but wait a second, wait a second, wait mechanics. a second. Hold on. Yeah. Because, you know, you said man-made. And what you're talking to me about right now is also man-made because it cannot be proven. Just not unlike the people who believe in a god, 
that that God cannot be proven. So for you to say it's man-made and then say that yours, your belief system of consciousness is real, to me that's a slap in the face to the people who believe in God. No, not at all. I didn't say, I'm not, you told me, is this a religion, a new religion? And no, I said, what no, I, it's what a I different sa- thing. What I said We're talking, was, what I'm talking I, about, and in fact... No, what I said was, is consciousness going to try to replace religion? Sorry? I said, what I was asking, is consciousness going to try to replace religion? That's what I said. No, I don't think so. I think it's a different thing. We are answering questions mm-hmm. about the physics and the mechanics of the universe, of existence, the mechanics. We're not talking about divinity or who, how you were created. I mean, this is part of the question, perhaps. Mm-hmm. But consciousness is more about the mechanics of reality, how everything works together. That's what we're working on, and that these are the types of questions we're trying to answer. But once again, at the end of the day, we're kind of, you know, how's it going to change the hungry? How's it going to change the needy? How's it going to change the wars? You know, at the end of the day, what, what are the changes? So why spend so much time on the what-if factor instead of doing something that would have immediate results and make a change in a person's life today? Uh, yeah, I think I, we keep repeating the same thing, but, uh, yeah, because I think the core of the problems that you just mentioned, the hunger mm-hmm. is consciousness. People don't understand <laughs> You're right. that they need to raise consciousness to abolish uh, hunger before it's not about so how giving does... money to, uh, to the poor. You know, obviously it's a, it's a much bigger picture, but like I said, some people feel, um, you know, compelled sure. to just put food together and give the food to the people. All right, Corey, poor. we've run out of time for tonight. I uh, want to thank you for joining us. Uh, Exo Nation, Corey, I'm sorry, Caroline Corey was our guest. Uh, she's kind of confusing because she doesn't come up for air. You know, trying to get a word in edgewise with her is quite impossible. That's why I had to mute a number of times so I could get, you know, a few points. And I disagree with her 100%. The next time, you, the next time you're down out somewhere and you see a person who's hungry or a person who's sick say you know what your problem is we need to raise your level of consciousness and how are we going to do that well we're going to go to this website we're going to find out what these woo-woos are talking about and uh, we'll take it from there all right this is the excellent i am rob o'connell we'll be back on the other side of this break whatever you do don't go away Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Are you or is someone you know struggling with addictions, depression, anxiety, relationships, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, grief, success, and prosperity? Do you know that your subconscious belief plays a big role in the outcome of your hard work? We can help you permanently change the beliefs that may be the reason for your struggles and failures. We care about getting you the return on your investment and the results you are looking for. 
We can help you be free of the limitations of your past and in realizing your highest potential. We work with people by phone and Skype. For more information, visit us at www.ritasoman.com. That's www.ritasoman.com. Do you think you have energy problems in your home? Do you feel better when you're away than when you're home? Joey Korn is a global leader in the world of dowsing who specializes in personal energy clearing and space clearing. He can help you create an ideal energy environment in your home no matter where you live in the world. Learn about his remote spiritual house cleaning services and much more at www.dowsers.com. You can get Joey's book, Dowsing, A Path to Enlightenment, as well as other dowsing books and tools, Kabbalah books, and Walter Russell books. Joey's work is really amazing. Go to dowsers.com right now. That's D-O-W-S-E-R-S dot com or call 1-877-DOWSING. That's 1-877-369-7464.